This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thank you so much, Hillary. Uh, today, our sponsor is Hustler Turf. Uh, Hustler Turf, you know, we're going to talk about uh, a fantastic product. These are guys that, that came up with this idea of the zero turn lawnmower a long time ago. Uh, and, you know, now that spring is here and summer is around the corner, um, you know, the grass is growing like crazy. You're going to have to go out and cut it. You're going to have to do that, and, and you might as well do it in style, right? I mean, these are the people who came up with this idea to make uh, mowing the lawn not a complete catastrophe like it was when I was a kid, and I had to do it, and it came out really uneven, and I missed a lot of spaces, and I usually spent most of the time outside yelling expletives. Uh, Hustler Turf makes it easy, makes it enjoyable to be outside mowing the lawn, and this is the technology that was like, you know, industrial level stuff that they're bringing to your home now. So you're going to get this done faster and better than than you could possibly imagine. Uh, make sure you get the uh, check out. I mean, look, you're going to go you're going to get a new lawnmower this year. If you're going to do that, why not check out Hustler Turf? They're the best in the business, the best in the business. Uh, Hustler Turf. Uh, let's go to uh, Hustler Turf. Uh, check it out now. Uh, you can follow them on all of the uh, social media as well as HustlerTurf.com. Check it out now. HustlerTurf.com. You can test drive one now. HustlerTurf.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Thursday. We have a jam-packed show today and a jam-packed hour. I want to get right to it. They have, the left has already taken over uh, access to information, you know, through social media, also through the regular corporate media, and they've taken over education, changing the way we look at history, the way we view ourselves, our traditions. And now they're working hard to make sure they never lose an election again. What's happening with the census and redistricting? We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Patricia lives in Michigan. She's been living with pain in her knees and her hips for nearly a decade. For the longest time, she just braced herself every day and dealt with it because she was in her 60s. And she's like, that's what happens when you get older. But it doesn't have to. She was listening to this program one day. She heard me mention Relief Factor and how it had taken away my pain and given my life back, which it has. She decided, I don't know what I have to lose. I could be one of the 70% who try it, who go on to order more because it works for them. She, uh, she wrote to me and she said, I'm glad I did. A couple of weeks after starting the three-week uh, quick trial, she began to feel better. First, it was just a little. Then her pain just went away. Patricia, I am so happy you have your life back. I have my life back. Will you give it a try? I invite you to just call Relief Factor. The number is 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's Relief Factor. 
Com. The Republican leader on the House Oversight Committee is uh, Congressman James Comer from uh, Kentucky. We welcome uh, him to the program uh, today. Congressman, how are you, sir? I'm great, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. Good. Um, thank you for coming on. I, I want to talk to you about the census because something hinky is going on. And with H.R. 1, we see that the Democrats are willing to do anything to protect themselves uh, and to try to guarantee that they will never lose another election. And the census came out, uh, it was finished, and all of a sudden it was supposed to be released. When was it? Uh, the first of the year? And it's, it's now it's being get, right. Go ahead. You tell the story. Well, You'll be a, better at it. I apologize. It's supposed to be released December 31st, but they had even said uh, the previous census director that they might wrap it up by September the 30th. So uh, that was what we were going by. And then the election happens and things start changing. We don't hear from the census director. And then uh, the end of the year approaches. And they say, well, it's going to be March before we get the final results in. And then finally in May, they release the results. But along the way, they were releasing estimates, estimates. And, and historically, the final results aren't very far off the estimates, you know, maybe a fraction. The estimates were that Arizona was going to gain a seat, that Texas was going to gain three seats, that Florida was going to gain two seats. And then when the results come out, came out, uh, Arizona gained none, but Colorado out of the blue gained one. Uh, Texas only gained two. New York was supposed to lose two. They barely lost one by 89 people. And then Illinois was supposed to lose two, and they only lost one. So what happened was the final results were very different than the estimates, and they heavily fell in the favor of the blue states and the Democrats. So, you know, as someone that travels a lot, it seems to me like people are moving out of those blue states to the south, to the red states. Right. According to the census, that's not what happened. So what do we take from this? I mean, some people I've, I've heard from some Republicans are like, no, it's really working in our favor. It doesn't matter. I don't care whose favor it's it's working towards. I want an accurate census. And I want to know what the truth is. We, we have to trust the system. So uh, what do we do here? Well, the House Oversight Committee has jurisdiction over the, the census. And during the process of last year, uh, the former census director uh, was uh, Director Dillingham. He would come periodically and update us on the census and obviously they had the covid situation and you know, mm-hmm. they, they halted people from knocking on doors and all that but a majority of americans did it online this year so that was uh, you know something in that had changed from previous censuses but once the election occurred we, we lost communication with dillingham and then when biden took office they asked for Dillingham's resignation. Now, the White House is not supposed to be involved in the census. The census is supposed to be independent of the White House. And that was one of the things the Democrats always criticized Trump, saying, well, he's interjecting himself in the census. He was not. He just said what a majority of Americans want and that there should be two counts, a count of who all is over here 
and how many are over here illegally. And we don't reward states like California that have three electoral college votes from illegal immigration residents. Right. Yeah. So, so, uh, they didn't, when they released those results uh, last week, they didn't have a press conference. They didn't update the house oversight committee. They didn't say, okay, these are the results. And you probably have a question why all these red states didn't fare as well as, as we were estimating over the past two years. But, uh, this is why, and, and it was just, here's the numbers. And, and this affects, as you know, congressional representation for the next 10 years. So we have a lot of questions. We've requested information from the new census director. I don't even know who he is because I've never met him. Uh, the one that Biden, I guess, put in. And when we requested that information, they referred us to the White House. What in the world is that all about? The White House is supposed to be independent of the census. So I feel like there are a lot of questions that need to be answered, and they need to be answered now because these state legislatures are going to start redistricting. So it's a, it's it's just a lot of suspicious activity, and we're trying to get to the bottom of it. This also affects, not just because of redistricting, but it also affects the 2022 election because this is now such a mess that uh, we, we Congress people who are running don't know exactly who they should be targeting in their campaigns, right? That's exactly right. My, uh, I believe that my rural district in Kentucky, I'm going to have to add 75,000 people. That's, you know, in Kentucky, that, that's about three or four new counties. So, but we have no idea what to, how to draw the lines yet because they gave the, they gave the results for the state, but they didn't break it down by counties and, and cities. So, Obviously, you have to know that to be able to draw the line. So there are more questions than answers. Let me be let me think as if I were nefarious. Uh, Is there a possibility that one side gets that information, seeing now that it's being directed by the White House? One side gets that that information sooner than the other side, and that can affect elections. It's possible. Anything's possible. I've learned with the Biden administration the first hundred days, but we haven't detected that yet. And, you know, eventually they're going to have to come out with the the results from a county by county breakdown. So are you in a position in the oversight committee? Are you in a position of doing anything really about this because the Democrats control it? Right. Well, we've got new power on the oversight committee is Elijah Cummings when he was a ranking member when the Republicans were in the majority and and Trump was in the White House. The Democrats filed a lawsuit saying the minority members of the oversight committee should have more authority to receive information from the administration. Uh, long, Mm. Long story short, the court finally ruled in favor of the minority. Well, now the Republicans are in the minority and the administration's a, a Democrat. So we've got the ability to receive information. It's just this is supposed to come from the census and not the administration. Not the White you know, this House. is a separate deal. So we'll, if we have to file suit and go through the courts to get this information, we're going to do it. We're not going to let up on it. It's too important. This comes around every 10 years, and it's clearly – in the jurisdiction of the House Oversight Committee. It's just, I mean, it's written in the conference. 
it's it's written in the Constitution that way. So there's no it's not it's not going to take a judge to. Well, I'm not sure what they meant by that. It's clearly spelled out that it is to Congress and not any other branch. Correct. That That's correct. You're correct. OK, boy, I don't know how you guys do it every day, but uh, we pray for you. <clears throat> we pray for you. Thank you so much, uh, Congressman. Thank you for having me on, Glenn. Appreciate it. You, you bet. You bet. Um, you can uh, follow him, James Comer, uh, Comer, C-O-M-E-R dot house dot gov. Uh, he is the congressman from Kentucky. I mean, Stu, it is like the, I mean, they are just doing everything to screw up the next election. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that does seem to be uh, something they're attempting to do. I mean, they've always been trying to do uh, what they can do to give themselves an advantage. But with everybody having so many issues with the last one, it's you hate to you hate to see this. I mean, it it really pushes us down a road that we do not want to go down. You know, there's um, can you have somebody look up a story? I, I don't even remember. I remember very little of it, but it was a story that came out last year that talked about how the Democrats had a think tank where they were looking at the powers of the cabinet. Do you remember the story? Yeah. And yeah. they were they were it, it was, you know, with uh, kind of a Cass Sunstein kind of look at who which cabinet members had their hands on dials or who had access to dials, buttons and levers that they could change and tweak. And together, all of those little changes in each cabinet would fundamentally transform things and nobody would even know about it. Nobody would. They wouldn't have to go through Congress and it would change things. Yes, I do. remember We that story. Yeah. should mm-hmm. probably look that story back up mm-hmm. and. uh and see who is involved in that and see how things are going. Because this is very, very well coordinated. We've said this, I don't know how many times. Historians will look back at this and they will say, I can't believe Americans fell for this. And the argument will be, it was brilliant. It was brilliantly done. These people had the arguably some of the best minds and the biggest capital on earth. And they did their homework for decades. They did their homework and they they laid the plans carefully and executed them really flawlessly. I mean, this is the biggest heist of freedom of money in the history of the world. And it will be remembered as that at some point. All right, uh, back in just a second with uh, more. Let me tell you about uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a um, it's a company that I started, and for me to be able to name a company, real estate agents I trust, I had to be sure that there were lots of really good, hardworking, honest real estate agents that um, <clears throat> you know were all over the country that knew what they were doing. That's why my first business idea, politicians I trust, uh, never uh, never really launched. Anyway. Truth is, a lot of really good real estate agents out there, and they generally have the best ones, have the same marketing ideas. They're the ones with the big websites that 
actually have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people checking those websites and their listings every single month. So it creates demand, and that way your house gets sold for top dollar and quicker than anyone else. These are the people with the track record. So if you are looking to buy or sell a house right now, I want you to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. If we have a real estate agent in your area, we will recommend one right away. It's a free service to you. We'll get back to you. Usually it's it's within an hour. Usually it's five or ten minutes. Uh, but we'll try to get back to you right away, give you a name. You interview them. We've already vetted them and feel that these are the best people in your area. So just give it a whirl. Start there. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Ten seconds. Station ID. There is a there is a problem, and we're going to talk about it next hour. Um, and it really revolves around the word equity. Uh, equity and equality are very different. Equality, root word being equal. All men are created equal, and it focuses on the individual. Equity does not follow uh, and and focus on the individual. Equity focuses on the collective, the group, that everyone will finish the same. So you have to compare yourself always to somebody else. What's the problem with Facebook? And well, I mean, this is a long list, but what's the first problem that we have with Facebook and social media is that you feel bad because you're constantly comparing yourself to somebody else. And you'll see, usually bogusly, you'll see, oh, well, they're really happy. They're really doing something, and I don't have that opportunity. And you feel bad about yourself. Comparing your position to anyone is A, irrelevant, and B, a recipe for disaster. That's equity, an equal outcome. That's not what America is based on. Next hour, I'm going to show you how they are taking this equitable idea and destroying property rights they are destroying the individual this cannot stand and it comes from marx from each according to his ability to each according to his needs this is the problem they say that we are unequal with one another and yeah we are we're born equal meaning we have the same rights but what we do with those rights and our learned responsibilities is up to us. If you decide to go through school and skate, well, that's your choice. Oh, you didn't get a good grade. Well, you didn't study. Oh, I know, but I have problems at home. Okay, that's cool. And, you know, we can talk about that. Don't get that grade. No. Your problem is you don't get that grade because that grade means something. It's a way for us as individuals to sort people and say, nope, this person is a performer. Now, you can come and say, well, but I have special circumstances. That's cool. That's cool. But I may, for instance, a surgeon. Yeah, I got all D's. Uh, in surgery uh, and I know you're looking for a new surgeon uh, but I had a really tough time because I have a sleeping disorder okay all right did you have that taken care of 
Uh, nah, well, kind of. Okay, I need a surgeon that is the best. So that grade tells me you're not the best, and you're not filling me with a lot of belief that you are correcting that problem and you are the best. So sorry, I don't want an equal doctor. I want the best doctor. And all of us know this. All of us know this. I don't want an equal bridge. I want the best bridge. If I am if I'm driving over a big span of a canyon, I don't want well all bridges. It's an equal outcome. No, uh-uh. No it's not. I want to make sure that one was built by the best people and it's the best steel, etc., etc., etc. What's happening right now is we are now starting to uh, we've done college ready uh math benchmark scores they are now abolishing this the sat now is uh, uh being abolished you don't have to have an sat you don't have to take those if you don't want to and colleges are like yeah it's racist it's really kind of uh, a problem university of california the uh, system there for um, the university ending the use of the sat because it's a racist test a thousand colleges have now said we're eliminating it graduate schools are also eliminating the gre entrance exam virginia department of education getting rid of accelerated math courses for 11th grade because they improve equity in mathematics and learning opportunities I need the best mathematician, not one who had the standards lowered for them. We're putting a man in space. I want to make sure the math is right. And what happens if it's not right? Some, somebody dies. And then who gets the blame? The system? The group? Why didn't you have somebody else checking his math? You knew he didn't have the highest scores. Well, okay. Students who didn't sign the petition at the University of Columbia uh, last spring when medical students demanded they stop being graded by their professors. Students who didn't sign the petition were warned they would be outed for being willing to sit in their own privilege at the expense of their black and brown peers. Are you telling me that that doctors, medical students who are black or brown can't get a good grade? And if that's true, then maybe I shouldn't go to a doctor. I should start judging people by the color of their skin because you're telling me they're incapable of getting a good score. So are they incapable of being doctors too? Because I think that's really racist. Common sense, America. Common sense. We have to begin to take a stand on some of these things and a hard stand on them or we're going to lose everything. This is the Glenn Beck Program. By the way, I'll show you how to take that hard stand just in just about two minutes. Stand by. Time's almost up. Mother's Day is this weekend, which means that your chance to get something special for those moms in your life is rapidly disappearing. But before you break out, you know, in a panicky cold sweat, which I'm in right now, let me tell you uh, about something that she will absolutely love. I know because I've already gotten one for my wife and I would love another one for Father's Day for me. It's a legacy box. 
super simple mail-in service to have all of your videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, pictures, all of them digitally preserved on a thumb drive. Grandma, I hate to break it to you, but you're getting one of these um, because we just had a death in the family. We're going through the pictures and they're they were all preserved as the way they should be back in the 80s and 90s. But now they're all they're all just disappearing. These pictures preserve the memories for a limited time. Legacy Box is running a 50 percent off Mother's Day special. Order your Legacy Box today. Take advantage of this offer. It is a great discount. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Save 50 percent. Legacybox.com slash Beck. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription now to Blaze TV. Last night on Blaze TV, I did a uh, Wednesday night special based on the three biggest lies of race in America. Where we're going is just um, phenomenally bad. I mean, it's historically bad. You can you can find the examples of what we're doing at the beginning of every, every genocidal movement in the world. Now, it doesn't have to end that way, but this is the way they started. So we were talking about race and in education, et cetera, et cetera. And Mark Robinson is a guy who, you know, I think you've heard before. Let me play a clip of where you might know him from. This is a YouTube clip. He's standing in front of, I think it was his city council. Listen, what I really came down here for is this. Uh, I've heard a whole lot of people in here talking tonight about this group and that group and domestic violence and blacks. These minorities and that minority. What I want to know is, when are you all going to start standing up for the majority? And here's who the majority is. I'm the majority. I'm a law-abiding citizen who's never shot anybody, never committed a serious crime, never committed a felony. I've never done anything like that. But it seems like every time we have one of these shootings, nobody wants to blame, put the blame where it goes, which is at the shooter's feet. You want to put it at my feet. You want to turn around and restrict my right, constitutional right that's spelled out in black and white. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself from some of the very people you're talking about in here tonight. It's ridiculous. I don't think Rod Serling could come up with a better script. (laughs) It does not make any sense. The law-abiding citizens of this community and many communities around this country We're the first ones taxed and the last ones considered and the first ones punished when things like this happens because our rights are the ones that are being taken away. That's the reason why. This was an amazing viral video. Mark, in case you lost track of him, as I did, has now become the lieutenant governor of North Carolina. He was a factory worker when he gave that speech a couple of years ago. He's now the lieutenant governor of North Carolina. Mark, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. Thank you for having me again. It's a pleasure. You you bet. Uh, I am so impressed with you. Uh, but let me let me just pretend I don't know. Uh, and if, see if you could explain to those listeners who don't know what a lieutenant governor actually does. Can you tell me the responsibilities? 
I am uh, actually I'm the president of the Senate. That's my number one responsibility. I preside over the Senate uh, in, its, uh, in its daily duties. Uh, I uh, sit on the state school board. I'm a voting member of the state school board. I sit on the Energy Oof. Commission. Uh, I also sit on the uh, state economic commission as well as the uh, board of governors uh, for the community colleges. Uh, other than that, uh, we kind of uh, do sort of what we want to do here. We have a huge bully pulpit, and we are using that uh, to our advantage here to push some agenda that we think definitely need to be pushed here in North Carolina. Man, I don't know if you're a religious guy, but uh, divine providence, I think, played a role uh, in finding you. So let's talk about what you're doing in the schools as, you know, a voting member of the uh, the school board. You are addressing indoctrination, which is happening all across the country. Um, and parents, some parents, I am really concerned about this. And we don't really know what to do, because sometimes we had in our own community here, right down the street, we had two uh, council uh, members and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, uh, directors of the school board arrested because they were hiding the information on critical race what are you doing in north carolina that we should know about well uh you know indoctrination in schools is something that i've known about for years uh, my children experienced it when they were in high school uh my uh, i've experienced it uh, and seen it firsthand at the university level i attended the university for the most part as an adult and I saw it a great deal uh, when I was uh, when I was uh, attending the university, and um, so we know it's a problem. And all throughout our campaign, we heard about it from parents and teachers uh, all across the state. And so, uh, the one thing that folks always push back against us and say, "Well, where's your proof that this exists?" Well, we are in the process now of proving that. Uh, we started a task force here in North Carolina in our office called uh, FAP. In fact, stands for fairness and accountability in the classroom for teachers and students. And what is what it's uh, aimed at doing is giving people who have been a victim of indoctrination in the classroom or at schools, no matter what their position may be, whether they be a principal, whether they be a teacher, whether they be a student, whether they be a parent, a place where they can come and lodge, lodge their complaints. We're going to look at those complaints. Uh, disseminate them, and then we're going to make sure uh, that we deliver these things to the public and finally start the process of doing something about uh, this issue. This is not just a North Carolina issue. This is a national issue. And for my money, it has become a national crisis because we are no longer teaching our children what they need to learn in the classroom to be successful outside of the classroom. We have got to get education back into the business of education and out of the indoctrination platform. And so this is the first step in doing that. We're only teaching them how to be activists. We're not teaching them to be productive members of society, just activists. That's it. Absolutely. Uh, So you have who's on this board, this facts board. And and I mean, because people are afraid to come out and say anything. I know several parents that don't want to say anything because they're afraid their students are going to get hassled, you know, by the teacher or in grades or whatever. Um, that happens in college all the time. Students are afraid to disagree because there is no real freedom of speech and thought in the place where it's supposed to happen. Most definitely, it's important that it happens in education. 
Absolutely. That is that is one of the most concerning things about this issue is there are people that are afraid to speak out. But we have 12 people on our board, 12 uh, very capable people on our board who, have, who are willing to fight this thing and have been fighting it, some of them, for a number of years. But what I like to try to remind people about being afraid is this. If you do not speak up against this tyranny now, it's not going to do you any good in the future. You're still going to have to suffer the dreadful effects of this tyranny at some point. And I can guarantee you, if we allow this tyranny to continue to exist, the price we will have to pay in the long term is going to be much steeper than the price we'll have to pay in the short term for standing up and bringing it to an end. So I'm encouraging people to speak up because there's going to be a price to pay either way. But again, that long-term price is going to be much more dreadful than the short-term price. I would encourage anybody who's in state government or even local government to look at facts uh, from North Carolina uh, and uh, just go to uh, ltgov.nc.gov, and I'm sure you'll find it there. Um, But I urge you to uh, consider putting something together like this for your um, community and you do have people from both sides and all sides that on this committee that understand the problem. So it's not just a, a right wing thing, right? Absolutely. There are people uh, from all across the community who are absolutely tired of our schools uh, being used uh, for political purposes. We need to, again, we need to get back to the business of teaching our children what they need to know in order to be successful outside the classroom, to build businesses, to, to go into being doctors and lawyers, to be, to be plumbers and, and all the great things that we need in our society. The classroom is not the place to push your views on people. The classroom is the place where you teach people how to build their own views. And uh, we need to we need to make sure that that's happening. Have you found a way or or by listening to people on the left, uh, I shouldn't say on the left, but but think differently um, how to talk to them about critical race theory? Because I know lots of people uh, are afraid of sitting down with somebody who they know, you know, voted for Biden is in with a lot of this stuff uh, to talk about critical race theory because it'll go right to racists. You know, it goes right there. How do they, how are they approaching this? How do they view critical race theory in schools? A lot. Well, critical race theory is being pushed in our schools, sadly. But the thing that we have to understand, and and, and again, this goes back to education itself. We have to go back and look at history and look at other ideologies that were pushed, that were detrimental to our society. If you go back and look at the racist ideologies that were pushed in our, in, 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 societies that had separate but equal and Jim Crow. Many of them are the absolute, uh, they're absolutely just like the the ideologies we see in critical race Mm. theory, except instead of it being uh, white people who were racist, it it was black people being demonized. And so Mm -hmm. this ideology that we have to demonize someone else in order to uh, raise to raise the mobility of someone else is a fallacy. We do not do that in this nation. Equality is the key. And critical race theory flies in the face of equality because it tells white people you are automatically less than because you are white. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. Anymore than we're supposed to be telling black people that they're less than because they're black. We need to be teaching all of our students that you have equal worth and an equal say in this nation and that this racist idea that because your ancestors did something 
uh, terrible to someone else that it's now your fault. It's just, it's patently wrong. Uh, you know, I like to say it like this. Uh, they love to say that our systems are racist. Our systems are not racist. It's not the systems that are racist. It are, mm-hmm. It's some of the people who are in the system who are racist. We need to make sure that we're taking care of the people, and we need to make sure we allow the system to work like it should. Critical race theory doesn't allow us to do that, and therefore we need to make sure that it's not a, a part of what we teach in our schools. The lieutenant governor from North Carolina um, talking about facts, uh, the facts program for school indoctrination or against school indoctrination. You can find more information at the website, uh, ltgov.nc.gov. You can follow him at Mark Robbins, uh, Mark Robin, uh, NC. Mark Robinson, thank you so much. God bless yes, you. Sir. Thank you very much for having me again, Glenn. It's a pleasure. You bet. Uh, By the way, uh, there are other groups that, for instance, they're partnering uh, with Parents Defending Education, and they are just trying to connect parents and teachers um, while taking aggressive legal measures to resist indoctrinations uh, in in our school. So you you do have tools, and I urge you to get involved. Parents Defending Education, or, um, you know, you can look up Mark Robinson. Uh, if you're in North Carolina or in another state and you actually have an ability to start something in your state like this, do it now. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Timeshare Termination. Timeshare Termination team. These are the people who are they're not they're not people that used to be in the timeshare. You know, I used to sell these things and uh, oof, well, those that was those are bad days. And uh, but now I know everybody in the timeshare industry, and I know how the tricks work. And so uh, I know I asked you to give me the money for the timeshare in the first place, but now I'm on the right side, and I'm going to call those people, and I'm going to get you out of that timeshare. Uh-huh. I'd rather go to somebody who has not been in the timeshare industry, but maybe is somebody who was in the, I don't know, law industry rather have a big ass attorney firm and that's what timeshare termination team is these are attorneys that know the law know exactly what to do and can guarantee 100 percent money back guarantee of getting you out of your timeshare so get that monkey off your back you'll get 20 percent off when you terminate your timeshare if you tell them that i sent you so make sure you tell them uh, that glenn beck you heard it from me. You'll get twenty percent off. It's eight 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 get you out, eight 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 get you out, or visit them online at timeshareterminationteam.com. Timeshare termination team.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Boy, Stu, I am just seeing property rights being eroded everywhere. Mm. Uh, Yes. And uh, are you being sarcastic? Because that sounds like (laughs) Stu being sarcastic. I mean, there's two (laughs) huge stories over the past couple of days where this is happening, in my view. 
Uh, Give them to me. One is the uh, the rights of these pharmaceutical companies that came up with these vaccines. I want to talk about that at the beginning of next hour. And the other is uh, homeowners and their 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 rights to own uh, and rent their own properties. Uh, I crazy, right? And I hope this is a, a, a a a beginning of a trend in which all of these restrictions that were, I think, blatantly unconstitutional in the first place are going to get overturned in court. But one big thing was the moratorium on evictions is in big trouble and it should be right like the question to the court was does the cdc have blanket authority to create a moratorium on uh on people being uh, thrown out for not paying rent over the entire country just by themselves with no vote with nothing do they have that authority and the court's came to the decision uh no they do not have that power uh so that's going to go but they're going to make this all about the the marxists in the media will make this all about y'all look at the big mean uh you know property owners you know not all big property owners or small property owners are mean no some of them are just like you uh and this is just the way they make their money instead of going to an office or a factory this is the way they make their money and they provide good housing for people at a fair and reasonable price. And it's a contract and things happen. Well, why didn't the government, if they were going to bail anybody out, why didn't they bail the people who own the properties? Because they still had maintenance. They still had to pay for the utilities and they still had to pay the mortgage. And let's not forget the one thing they could really easily control is not make them pay taxes. But even Correct. that they had to continue to pay. Correct. Uh, throughout all Correct. Of this. It's um, it's there is an attack on property rights. But again, it goes back to the Great Reset Mm. of by 2030. They say you will not own anything and you'll like it. I don't think so. No, (laughs) no, because first of all, somebody's going to own something. Who will that somebody be? We're going to talk about that and the pharmaceutical companies next. This is the Glenn Beck Program.